This episode celebrates the fabulous actor Rita Moreno, who's the subject of a fascinating new documentary. His director, Mariem Perez Riera. To continue doing what you like, what you love, and not um, settle for less, because at the end, it is that that makes you unique. I also chat to two Latina film critics about their idol. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. I'm going to get that gun of mine, and I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot. Some people call me a freak. I hate that word. I don't believe in it. Better yet, I don't believe in labels. You know, I think you're the only girl in the world that can stand on a stage with a spotlight in her eye and still see a diamond inside a man's pocket. Because I'm up at five every morning working my ass off. Does someone want to just tell me to my face you're never going to give me the scores I deserve? Welcome to Girls on Film. I'm Anna Smith. And this episode is in partnership with the new documentary, Rita Moreno, Just a Girl Who Decided to Go For It, which you can watch at home now. It features riveting interviews with the actor who was born in 1931 and starred in theatre, television and films, including, of course, 1961's West Side Story. She also has a cameo in the new West Side Story movie from Steven Spielberg. This doc is directed by Mariem Perez Riera, who joins me now. Well, Mariam, welcome to the Girls on Film podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, I absolutely loved this documentary. It was inspiring. It was heartbreaking. It was fascinating in equal measure. Congratulations. Thank you so much. So talk to me from the beginning. Um, when did you first meet Rita? Well, the first time I met Rita was on the set of the show One Day at a Time. Uh, it's a show that has she has on Netflix. And the reason why I met her there is because I'm the mother of Marcel Ruiz, who plays the grandson of Rita on that show. So that was the first time I met her. Um, but the first time I worked with her was for another documentary I was working on at, the, at that time, which was on the diaspora, the Puerto Rican diaspora in everywhere in the world and the, the influence that the Puerto Rican diaspora has had in, in their culture around the world. And that's where I first interview her. Well, I'm not surprised you thought she'd be a great subject for a documentary because not only is her life story absolutely fascinating, but she's such an engaging storyteller, isn't she? Yes, she is. And she has an amazing life. So her story is, of course, it's a story that we should know because it's a, it's a very inspirational story. I made my professional debut when I was six at a Greenwich Village nightclub. A lot of the formative years of her life are spent figuring out how to survive. And at an early age, she figures out that she can survive by dancing. How much time did you spend interviewing her for this documentary? Well, I interviewed her for the documentary three times and throughout, I guess, about five hours of a day. Um, the first time I interviewed her was at the beginning of the shooting. And then we shot a lot of other things and a lot of other um, people for the documentary. And then I went back to her house and interviewed her for two more days. And it was not until the last day where I decided I was going to ask her the toughest questions. So I left that for the last day. She knew it was coming and... 
we already had been together for a whole year following her around. So she had more, she was more open to tell me more on that last day. It's good journalistic instincts, isn't it? I was always taught that, save the tough ones to the end. (laughs) Yes. You get some amazing things out of her and some of them are very difficult subjects, as you just suggested. Were there any points on that day when you got all that from her where you both found it almost too emotional to continue because it's certainly emotional to watch. There was a moment when she was talking about her husband. That's when she was most emotional about. And we had to stop for a moment. Um, and then she came back. Um, she There's another moment that's very emotional for her and it's when she talks about her mom. And we don't have much about her mom because... That's something that she is, it's very hard for her to talk about her mom and her youngest brother that she didn't get to see ever again after she left Puerto Rico. But um, talking about her husband, it was also great, I think, because it was a moment I was going through a divorce at that moment. So I asked her the questions from my point of view, from my, from from where I was standing at the moment. And so she was able to to become like a therapist for me. She was able to tell tell me from her point of view and from her perspective why and why not and what happened. And I think that helped. It helped her and it helped me. and And it was a moment for her to open up more because of that. You touch on so many themes that we on Girls on Film are often exploring, you know, from representation on screen to sexual harassment. It's it's a very exploratory doc in that in that respect. What themes were you keen to explore like that in this documentary? So when I was doing the research on Rita, I realized that a lot of things that she had gone through, it was something that in a way I had gone through as well. So I realized that the story of Rita, it was a story of being a woman first, what it means to be a woman anywhere, but also what it means to be a woman if you're an immigrant in in another country as well, which it makes it even harder because you are all the time trying to prove to others that you are capable, that you are that you can do it, that and and it's harder. And I was going through that um, as a filmmaker in Hollywood in the in Los Angeles, and reading her story and talking to her made me realize that I was going through the same things. And if I was going through the same things, everybody else um, is going through that too. So her story became very early in in the process became. Um, Basically, it became the plot, but not the theme. The theme was, let's explore what it means to be a woman. And we're going to explore that through Rita Moreno. Entertaining for her was a form of surviving some very tough experiences. Talking about sexual harassment, talking about insecurities, talking about abortion, talking about um, toxic relationships, All of those themes were important because there were themes that we women can all relate. 
That's very well put because I certainly related to a lot of it and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will as well. Um, there are some quite shocking moments. I mean, there's there's this one interview with her where she describes being at a party where she was horribly sexually harassed and the only gentlemen there were the Mexican landscapers that basically helped her to escape a terrible situation. Um, what was it like to hear that story firsthand? Well, it's beautiful to hear that story, especially at the moment that she was saying that it was um, Trump was the president of the United States at that moment. And of course, we've heard that Trump um, has used the term uh, bad hombre to all Mexicans and that the Mexicans are the rapists and the, the sexual harassed people. And so to hear that story, it's a moment, it's a beautiful moment because it tells you, us as Latinas, that that it that we know it's not true that we know that um it's through it's in our own cultures it's in our own um community of latinos latinas that we find our people and um so often it says that it's us and it's usually the white men in power who are the ones who harass and the way she she told that story is so perfect because of that were there any other stories that when you heard them, you just thought, oh, this is just so perfect? I mean, there must be loads because there's so many in the documentary, but any other ones you'd like to highlight? There's many. Um, in, in general, I would say all the times that she wanted to be able to show her talent and to be able to, to have a better um, uh, character in a movie, and she was never even considered for that. Every time I would talk to her about that, I would see myself and I would see so many of us that we try so hard and it's, it's as if we're not capable for, for them. But I would say um, when she talks about therapy, um, I think that's genius because at the time when she was having therapy, it was a time where when it wasn't seen as something um, open. It was like a taboo at her time. Now it's not that way, but it's still seen a little bit that way. So her talking about therapy and the importance that therapy had in her life and in her career, to me, is something that it's something from her past, but it's something that we can still understand and relate and Whoever has a problem, if you go to therapy, you're going to become a better person, a better human being. And that's what saved her. And I think to me, that was a wow moment because I think it's very important for anyone. I totally agree because some of the stories that she tells you think, how could anyone survive that and, and still come out smiling as she is? But she really isn't an advert for therapy, but also her character is clearly very resilient. Did she give any life advice that stayed with you? Therapy is one of them, but also to, to continue doing what you like, what you love, and not um, settle for less because at the end, it is that that makes you unique. And that's what made her unique. And that's why she is who she is today. It's her uniqueness, is her 
um, way of expression. It's her not trying to to be everybody else, but to be different because she is different. And sometimes um, we want to be able to to be the same as everybody else, just so that we are not seen as different and. That is what makes us unique. And so uniqueness and to be yourself, it's, I think, the most important thing. And that is applied to anybody, to women, men, immigrants or non-immigrants, to anybody. Just be yourself because that's what makes you unique and that's what makes you um, be memorable. Well, you're clearly doing what you love and you're extremely good at it. For the listeners who don't know, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into filmmaking? Oh, my God. I got into filmmaking because I was uh, when I was young, I was an actor and I was acting in this movie when I was nine. And the director at the moment wanted me to cry in a scene. And I didn't want to cry because I didn't think it was necessary for my character to cry. And so she made me cry on set in front of everybody by telling me horrible things and insulting me. And as I was a nine-year-old, so as soon as I started crying, she said, okay, action. And I had to say the lines. And that's that stuck with me forever. And I decided that I wanted to become a director and that I would never do that to an actor. And since I was nine, that's been my passion. And I went to school to study film and I've worked in film since then. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting that you probably tackled some of even our listeners' un- unconscious bias there when you said a director and then you went on to say she. Because I bet when you say that, so many people would imagine a man, right? Yeah, it was a woman. It was a woman director, yes. But also, do you think having the example, even if not a good one, of a woman director helped you to think, well, I can do that and I can do that better? Yes, actually, yes. Um, I think that helped me a lot. Maybe if it was a man, I would have just um, thought of that's a man, man's world. And yeah, it was a woman at that moment. Yes. I never thought of it that way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, you know, this is why we celebrate on Girls on Film is just having the example of people doing the jobs. The, you know, if she can see it, she can be it. And of course, going back to Rita Moreno, she is the perfect example of that, as you say, for the Latino community. What about the other interviewees in this documentary? How did you go about sourcing those? Because of the themes that I had, I wanted to choose the, the people based on those themes. For example, someone like Eva Longoria maybe is not a good friend of Rita and doesn't know her, but has gone through the same experiences as Rita. So she was important for the documentary because of that. There's other people that are there because they have um, experienced immigration and that's why they're there, or harassment or racism, like, um, like Morgan Freeman or Whoopi Goldberg. And that's why they're part of the documentary. And of course, her family, her close friends, manager are there because they're going to give me a point of view that nobody knows about her. So that's how I chose them. It was hard to choose because there's most of them are famous people and celebrities and they have really hard schedules. Um, so we had to interview them in 
three different places. We went to New York City for two, two days of interview, one day in Los Angeles. We went to Morgan Freeman's house and we went to um, Whoopi Goldberg's um, office in order to get all those interviews. What was Morgan Freeman's house like and Whoopi Goldberg's office like? <laughs> oh, my God. Vis- visual image now, <laughs> even though we obviously see a bit in the film, but not really. Yeah, his house is big. It's in the middle of nowhere. And he's very friendly. They really made us feel comfortable in their place in Morgan Freeman's. And Whoopi's office, it's in the middle of New York City, in the middle of every everything happening. In terms of representation and casting of Latina actresses, where are we now? Do you think things are shifting in the right direction and are they shifting fast enough? They're not shifting fast enough. I mean, we're in about to be in 2022 and we still can count with one hand the movies or the stories about women or about um, Latinas. Um, in my case, I, I, I like to talk about that as well. But I do think this year, it's a good year for women. I think everybody's looking for stories and shows and things about women. And maybe it's that this is the way to get in and to to be able to work more. I mean, this movie, I was able to do it because I got a shot into pitching my idea because I'm a woman and a Latina. Um, But the same in the opposite way happens when with other stories and other movies that I'm not even considered because I'm a woman and a Latina. Um, in this case, it helped in my favor. And I just hope that in general, we are viewed as people that can also do um, movies about fast cars and and violence or action and stories of men told by women um like in so many years we've seen movies made by men and written by men and we can relate as women so it's the same the opposite way so i hope we're we're not seen as the exception or that now we're able to make them no we can make them as well as men or even better i would say (laughs) When you were making the documentary, was there any part of her life that you weren't able to fit in or that you just didn't feel you had the space to explore? Well, we weren't, we weren't able to talk much about her career in theatre and in Broadway because that was half an hour more of a movie. And I really wanted to explore more about her, the brother that she, was, she didn't get to see. Those are the only two things. Um, I do think that we told all of her story well and most of it. There's always things that you have to edit out because you want to also entertain documentaries are meant to be informative but also entertaining. And and in order for, for the documentary to be entertaining and to connect with everyone, I wanted to be only 90 minutes and what was most important in those 90 minutes to to tell. And that's what you see in the movie. And like Brent Miller, the producer of the documentary would say, he likes 
for um, people to to leave the theater or to watch the film and want more because that's a good sign if you want more after you finish watching it. Leave them wanting more. It's a great adage. I completely agree. And I have noticed that a lot of female filmmakers are really good at that. Uh, just knowing when to end a film. Exactly. <laughs> and just having a perfect, as you say, a perfect, you know, zippy, great pace, um, you know, re really well-timed. It never outstays its welcome. Yeah. And and I, yeah, I thought the clips as well. I mean, obviously the archival stuff. Um, can you talk to me a bit about sourcing those? Because they really help it feel really entertaining and pacey. Yes, the archival um, footage that we got, it is very elaborate. We had so much to, to show. And I think that the team that, that made that possible and the archival footage were great in sourcing all of it. We had a whole year of post-production. And in all that whole year, they were looking for material. We, we looked everywhere. But what's, in, what's very interesting is that I went to Rita's house and I was looking for stuff that I'm, I was sure that she must have. And she has a lot of stuff. And I found a box full of um, films that she had never um, really seen or developed or put uh, digitized and so we we did that and that's where you can see all the home videos of Rita and all all the footage that you see that it's seen in super 8 or super 16 um, millimeters that's not a an effect that we did in after in, in post-production that's That's the, that's the way it is. That's for real. That's how we got it. And we want, I wanted to show it that way because you don't get to see that anymore. And, and so we got a lot of, of material from Rita's boxes. <laughs> that must have been an amazing discovery. What a fantastic moment to find that. Wow. Yes. And it was fantastic for her too, because she was like, oh my God, I've never seen this. Where do you get this? And I would tell her, Rita, <laughs> that was in your in your storage in full of boxes so <laughs> it was a gift for her and her family too um because we gave a whole um external disc full of all the pictures and the footage that we got oh that's so lovely i bet she was really happy about that um how did how does she feel about the completed film now well she she loves it um when i went to show it to her which was at the end when we already had applied for Sundance and everything. Um, we went to her house to show it to her. And I knew that the documentary was not to please Rita. That was not my, my focus. So if she didn't like it, I was okay with that. But what it was important for me, because Rita, she's a woman who is very... Um, She, she, she has a good taste and she criticizes every movie and every story and she's very into details. So to me, it was mostly important for her to be able to see as an, art, as an artist and to see if for her it was a good movie and it was a good story. And she, she loved it. She, she was really happy about it and she, she was even able to see herself from a distance she had never seen that side of her 
because when she wrote the book, she has a, an autobiography, um, she's writing it from her perspective, but being able to see a documentary from someone else's perspective um, made her understand even better who she is and her, her um, importance to other women and to the Latine community and to, to other generations. So that was to me super great to, to, to see her understanding that part. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, well, we certainly love the film as well. Is there anything else you wanted to um, leave us with, the Girls on Film listeners? Um, I would say that actually when I was making this film, I really wanted to try to have a whole women team. And in the process, um, I had to, okay, I'll, I'll choose this person instead of a woman because there were a lot of, um, well, there's, there's a process when you have a limited amount of time and everybody has to approve the team. And so in that process, we weren't able to have a whole women team because um, all of a sudden it's, you have to run. But we were able to have at least even 50, 50% um, women and men, which I think it's what should be and what's fair. But um, also I was able to have like an 80% Latine um, community. So I am proud that this documentary was made um, by evenly men and women and an 80% Latine community. That's wonderful to know. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and for sharing your wonderful doc. Thank you so much for your time, Mariam. It's great to meet you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Mariam Perez-Riera. Next up, I'm joined by two US critics to review the film Rita Moreno, Just a Girl Who Decided to Go For It. They are Catherine Gonzalez and Kristen Maldonado. Catherine and Kristen, welcome to Girls on Film. Thank you for having us. Yeah, happy it's, to be here. It's such a pleasure to speak to you both. Um, now, let's let's find out a bit more about you both. Tell the listeners briefly about what you do. Catherine, you first. Yeah, so I am a Chicana film and television critic based in Austin, Texas, and I'm the co-host of Latinx Lens. We're a podcast that highlights representation in film and television with Latinos, and also we give our uh, diverse lens uh, to film and television, um, you know, reviews and criticism and stuff. And we also have now started doing reviews, I mean, interviews, sorry. So um, we're really excited. Excellent. Who have you had on lately with the interviews? We had uh, the director and creator of Maya and the Three, Jorge Gutierrez. Um, yes, <laughs> and he was, he was awesome. So he's our latest one. Um, and also Lizette Feliciano, who is the director of Women as Losers, which that movie is on HBO Max. So, yes. Excellent. Nice one. So, Kristen, tell us more about yourself. Yeah, so um, I'm a TV film critic, like Kat, very passionate about representation and inclusion in Hollywood. So I, I also host a podcast called Pop Culture Planet that's focused on that. And... You know, outside of that, I also uh, am a manager, a senior manager of social media at MTV. So just pop culture all the time, always, forever. <laughs> wow, living and breathing it. I love it. That's great. I think we're kindred spirits here. Um, now, for those listeners who may not be as familiar with Rita Moreno, Kat, if I may call you Kat, um, tell us a little bit more about her. Oh, man, the Rita Moreno. She is an icon. Um 
not just for the Latino community, but I think in general. I mean, she's one of the few EGOT winners and her career has, has um, spanned decades, which is just in, in her line of work is amazing. Um, and she's one of the last, you know, few actresses standing from that era of, of like film, <laughs> um, you know, from like the early uh, cinema days. So, but she she's just amazing, like all her work that we covered her in an episode and um, I didn't know that much about her when we did it. And then just learning what she's been through and what she was able to accomplish um, is even more, uh, even more inspiring. Um, given you know the racism in Hollywood and every and and as a woman, what she had to endure, and she still thrived and succeeded. Um, so I, I don't know. I highly recommend people seeking out her work. Um, and she's done a lot of uh, television work as well, like in in the eighties, because she talks about it. I think in her documentary where she wasn't getting work. You know, and now she, I hopefully she'll, she'll, she's coming back, you know, with the West Side Story and, and getting more roles in her later years. But yeah, um, I would just highly recommend seeking out all her, you know, film and television work. Well, it's definitely made me inspired to find out more about her and to revisit some of her past work. Kristen, how engaged were you with her? Was she an icon for you before you saw this? Oh, absolutely. I think Rita Moreno is like, you know, the, the icon that you think of, not just for, um, Latinos, but Puerto Ricans. And she, you know, you know, like Kat said, the EGOTs, the, you know, the work that she's done. And again, you know, learning about her career and, and seeing kind of like the, the racism and the, the, um, sexism and, and the harassment that she dealt with in her career from such a young age, um, to see her, you know, now and, you know, standing strong and thriving even more and being able to be that person that has literally influenced people, but also Latinos for decades is just incredible. For those who don't know, can you explain what an EGOT is? Oh yeah, an EGOT. She got the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, and the Tony, um, which is, you know, not an easy feat. You know, you got to be multi-talented across multiple disciplines to be able to do that. Clearly, she's, uh, you know, a star. Um, And there are very few people who have all four, you know, so um, you kind of, once you hit that, you know, you've gotten each of those awards, you kind of hit into a different stratosphere, you know, a different um, level, if you will, of of just like recognition for the work that you've done. Being a natural performer, I mean, I just think I was born that way. I was wired that way. I wanted to be a movie star from the time I saw my first picture. Multi-talented is a word, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kat, tell me a little bit more about this documentary and its themes. What important subjects came out of this for you? Yeah, she she really uh, talked about um, her experiences with in Hollywood and um, you know what she dealt with. But also, I think it was it was nice to see her um, like her activism side as well because I didn't know anything about that and how especially early on, like now it's kind of a thing where, you know, actors and um, notable people can go out and talk about the, you know, issues that are going on. But back then, I wouldn't, I don't want to say brave, but it was um, something that um, actors didn't do. And so for her to be at the forefront of that um, was really um, nice to see. In addition to all the, you know, like the, the, the details about her history with Marlon Brando, um, you know, her relationship and learning about that, which I was like, oh, wow, (laughs) she was, she was, uh, she was there with him, um, in the heyday. And then just how she's so, she's also so open in this documentary. I think if you know Rita Moreno, like we had done, you know, an episode, I think it's, there wasn't a lot that was new, but I think if you have no 
uh, history with her. If you don't know anything about her, I think this is a good starting point to learn more about who she is and what she's done and what she's been through. Because I think a lot of people might hear the name Rita Moreno and may have an inkling, but that's also just my perspective of knowing her in, in our community. So I think outside of that, I don't know how well known she is because she she's she hasn't been at the forefront. But I think hopefully this documentary will put her... Um, you know, in, in on people's radar and get to know her, um, especially since we can cherish her now while she's living and don't have to wait till you know, hopefully many years from now she you know, uh, moves on. But I think it's a it's a documentary where you can really learn uh, the beginnings and overall history, you know, and and the themes of like her life with a little bit of everything that she dealt with. Yeah, I feel like you don't need to have even heard of her to find this documentary fascinating and entertaining because it covers so many aspects of the human experience, the feminine experience, the Latino experience, you know, many different things. I mean, Christian, what what stood out for you? You mentioned, obviously, that you're very interested in representation on screen, and, and she does speak quite a lot about that. What struck you in this film is that really stuck in your mind? You know, I think one of the things was just also seeing all of the other people that she has inspired in there talking about her. You see like Lin-Manuel Miranda, Gina Rodriguez, Eva Longoria, um, and other people that she's worked with, like Justina Mercado and Morgan Freeman, Whoopi Goldberg, like everybody's talking about um, their experience with her, how much she influenced them, what it was like working with her. And I think just to see that impact of like the people that that love her so much that want to be a part of this documentary and have been inspired by her is just like incredible and just speaks to how universal her um, journey has been and her story is that she's been able to inspire like a whole new, you know, multiple generations of people working with them and not working with them. Kat, what did you think of the structure of the documentary? Obviously, it's got a lot of talking heads. There's some great archive footage and things. I found it quite quite nice and pacey and um, sort of easy, very easy to watch. Yeah, it is. And I think it's, uh, you know, there is a lot of other interviews like Kristen mentioned, but I think they do keep Rita at the forefront and she's, you know, there telling her story because sometimes, you know, there is a lot of, they rely on the footage and they could in the sense, you know, because she has such iconic footage uh, from her roles. Um, but uh, I did like seeing, you know, I liked seeing the footage while she's describing what's going on because then it gives more of the insight to what she was thinking from her perspective. So yeah, I did like the the narrative. And they've hired a female director who we're speaking to on this very podcast. Uh, Christian, how important do you think it is to have a female perspective on this? Oh, I mean, I think I think it's so important because you know you're able. Like, I think like you know women and uh, men. You know, everyone is super talented, but people might have different perspectives on the way that they're tackling something. So, like, you know, to see a, a woman's viewpoint on this, there's a lot of touchy subjects that come up, you know, of of harassment and some just like darker things that, that have you know happened in Rita's life. And to um, have a woman be in there and be able to potentially be more sensitive about it and coming in with that perspective as a woman, I think, can be very helpful, you know, coming in with that like female lens. Definitely. Is there anything else? Please feel free to speak to each other. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to highlight about this that was a standout for you? Kat, you first. 
Yeah, I, I come at this from the Mexican American experience. Um, I'm not Puerto Rican, but I, I would. So I would like to know Kristen's. Um, I think you know she has. You're, you're Puerto Rican, I believe, or your background is. So just in terms of maybe more about that, because I think it's it's one of those things where um, I don't want to speak on that side, but I'm also very curious because I have no idea. Like I'm not. I'm from Texas. I know New York has you know that the big population. So just maybe from uh, your perspective on on you know. Rita Moreno and, and what she means to that community as well, like specifically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Rita Moreno is, you know, that person that you think of when you think of, you know, Puerto Rican representation. And, you know, to just see, you know, the ups and the downs, like, I feel like they were very honest in this documentary about like, the highs and the lows of her life and the struggles that she went through. Um, and honestly, I didn't even realize just how difficult it was for her coming up and the fact that like, you know, they would, you know, any role that was, you know, not white, that any, it didn't matter if it was Latino, if it was Native American, if it was, you know, whatever it was, they would just put her in whatever costume and and try to make it work. And um, that was surprising to me. I didn't realize that, you know, I didn't, I guess I didn't know as far back as her career, because, you know, the the first thing you think of when you think of Rita Moreno is West Side Story and then everything she's done since then. So those things were, were very surprising to me. And it was very, you know, up, sad to watch this Puerto Rican woman kind of dealing with all that, because you know that like today that wouldn't fly or you would hope at least that things like that wouldn't fly of all the, the struggles that she dealt with. But I think she is just like a pillar of positivity and and strength that, you know, it's so inspiring to watch her and know that she was able to get past that time when things were, you know, maybe not politically correct and go on to be even more beloved now, maybe than she was at that time, which she was very beloved then as well. So, um, you know, and just like for me as a, as a Puerto Rican watching that, it is very inspiring to to see her career and to kind of know like this woman beat all of these odds to be where she is and to be as acclaimed as she is. And I think that she's just someone that like you, you just like you look at it and you're like, wow, I'm so proud to be a part of watching her career and the culture that's so celebrated around her. So. Yeah, it is a positive, inspiring doc, isn't it? As you both suggested, it touches on some really tough, difficult subjects and there, there's the heartbreaking moments. But overall, I found it really inspiring because she is such an amazing woman. And she's also funny, right, Kat? Do you think she, what do you think of her turn of phrase? I just think she's, she's a very witty speaker. Oh, yeah, she's really sharp. Um, and I, I hope they use that, you know, especially, you know, I know, I know she was in one, uh, one day at a time, but I feel like they could really utilize that. And I think as also as you get older, you probably don't give a, you know, <laughs> so she's like in that stage of her life. Um, and that makes you more funny because you're just willing to do those zingers, um, which she has. I, I was really surprised at that, too. But I, I love that. <laughs> I think that will also be um, something people take away um, that and it just shows the well-roundedness that she has and also why she's so good at what she does because she's not just one thing um, mm-hmm. and so this documentary really shows a little bit of everything yeah I love documentaries about older women who are just owning it you know and don't give a as you say <laughs> so I, th- I think that's inspiring in itself it's, it's life goals you know <laughs> Kristen finally let me ask you um do you think the situation regarding Puerto Rican and Latina representation on screen is improving and going in the right direction? 
It's very hard to say, I feel. Um, I think that there are people that are working and trying to, you know, tell these stories of, of you know, Latino representation and tell them joyfully, like Gloria Calderon-Kellett, like Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, like Jorge R. Gutierrez. But then there are times when I feel like it's not quite there. You know, I think we kind of get lumped in with everyone when we don't have that struggle that other people have of, you know, being immigrants coming to this country, um, we're U.S. citizens. And so I feel like there is a little bit of um, just like confusion there where it feels like we're just whitewashing that experience and making it seem like, okay, all Latinos, all people that are brown, we all have the same experience, right? And um, that's not true. And so then it feels like, okay, well, then that is not an accurate representation of what it means to be Puerto Rican. I think that there's always going to be more that we can do to to like fix that narrative because, you know, for decades it's been a white man's game. And so, you know, I just hope that seeing more people like Rita Moreno and and like Lin-Manuel Miranda and like, you know, Jorge Gutierrez and the people that are trying to tell authentic stories will reach more people because, you know, it's great to, to have a story about, you know, the Latino experience, but when it doesn't come from us, then sometimes it's not accurate. And it's just what people think your experience is like, not what it's actually like. And I think that just perpetuates stereotypes. So I think that things are changing and I'm hoping that as people continue to speak out, it will continue to get better and we'll have more of that representation and have it be more authentic, not just um, what people think our experiences are like. That was so valuable to hear. Thank you so much. That's that's a, a wonderful insight. And I think really important for a lot of our members, perhaps also outside of the United States, who, as you say, don't fully grasp and also are fed kind of stereotypical images. So um, yeah, we're all about changing that on Girls on Film. So Kat, is there anything you wanted to add? Um, no, Kristen said it really well. Um, I would just add that I, I do think it's slowly changing, but also just that that one thing that she really pointed out of the different experiences of Latinos, I think we've been lumped in for so long, even within uh, just for perspective, just in the state of Texas, like my Mexican-American experience from the Rio Grande Valley is completely different than someone who lives in Austin, who lives in, or who grew up in Austin or who grew up um, in El Paso. Like we're so different or, or someone Mexican-American in California, which is my co-host Rosa. So I do think that maybe people don't need to shy away from having those specificities because regardless, the there is a baseline of the Latino experience that we can all, um, you know, even if it's not specific, it's like you, you do, it's familiar. And so I don't think they need to worry about like, oh, if we put this in, it's too Puerto Rican or it's too Mexican. American. Like, I think we're all going to appreciate it because we do know a version of that as well. Um, so hopefully people don't shy away from having those, um, you know, their own specific um, experiences because they're trying to be, you know, too broad. But there, there are shows that are doing it well. I think Hent the Fight is one of my favorites. Um, it makes me laugh so much. And also just changing the narrative of that, you know, like the poverty and stuff like that. It's like we're not sad all the time, you know, like and also it's not just down in the dumps. Like there's so many different experiences that I think are slowly changing. It's nice to not have to see, you know, the trauma porn stories anymore and stuff like that. So I think um, I hope there's more of that coming. But also I'm happy that there's uh, reviewers like us and Kristen and a bunch of other other um, folks that, you know, will call it out and eat good or bad on both, you know. So I, I'm excited that there's a lot more content for us to see and absorb um, from our culture and also, you know, not so. Yeah, that's part of this documentary, I think, with Rita. Like what I really took away from this documentary was 
how we're portrayed on screen gives other people permission to treat us in certain ways and sometimes stereotypical ways. And sometimes that can affect how we feel about each other. And just watching this documentary, like really solidified, I mean, we already know it, but like just showed another example of like why it's so important to tell these authentic stories. Very well said. And it, it's so nice to connect with you guys because we're sort of fighting feminist calls over here in the UK. But it's it's wonderful what you're doing over there in your respective cities. So thank you so much for joining us on Girls on Film and best of luck with everything you're doing. If people want to find you, um, you're both on Twitter, correct? Do you want to share your handles? Kat? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Things Cat Loves, and you can follow my podcast, Latinx Lens, at Latinx Lens on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, and you can find me on uh, Kmaldo, K-A-Y-M-A-L-D-O on Twitter um, and all over the place, um, especially on YouTube. And then my uh, podcast, Pop Culture Planet at Pop Cult Planet um, or popcultureplanet.net. Brilliant. Well, I will be listening. And thank you both again for joining Girls on Film. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us. That was Catherine Gonzalez and Christian Maldonado. The film Rita Moreno, Just a Girl Who Decided to Go For It, is available for digital download now. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast if you've enjoyed what you've heard today. We really appreciate your support. And do share it with your friends. Girls on Film is an HLA production brought to you by executive producer Hedda Archbold, audio producer Dan Pugsley, interns Rosa Herxheimer and Shania Pithia and our partners for this episode Rita Moreno just a girl who decided to go for it I'm Anna Smith and I was joined by Mariam Perez Riera Catherine Gonzalez and Christian Maldonado thank you lovely listener stay safe She comes with history, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Psh.